And we're back. Sorry, there were some technical difficulties. Um, so we were talking about casting news in the comic book world. And there was another big bit of casting, and that was She-Hulk was cast uh, by Tatiana Maslany, who we might know from Orphan Black. Yes. Yes. Are you familiar with Tatiana Maslany? Yes, I loved Orphan Black. Oh my gosh, that's like that's like one of those things that like if I'm cleaning, like mm-hmm. I'll just binge, just put on and just like rewatch it while I clean and stuff. Same, same. I was part of Clone Club, so all all five seasons. Well, those yeah. who are part of Clone Club know that Tatiana Maslany is used to playing multiple characters, so her playing Jen Walters and She Hulk. That should be easy. That should be easy picking. Yeah. I think it depends on what the tone of the show is going to be because I'm like the biggest Shulky fan ever. I think I have every one of her comic appearances. Um, and the show hopefully will riff off of maybe Dan Slot's run, although I had some issues with Dan Slot's run, but I hope it riffs off that kind of light comedic tone. Um, there's so much crazy stuff in, in the Shulky world, in She-Hulk's world that they can and do. She-Hulk and She-Hulk is also on your team, right, Annie? Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. All indications are that it's going to t- take a lot from the dance lot run. And also, um, you know, at, at those of us who know Orphan Black, we, we know a little bit of the of her comedic skills. But she actually, I looked, that up, looked this up, she has 10 years of improv experience. So... See, that... that oh. Oh, I was just, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike, but what I was going to say is that my initial reaction, I didn't even know that Tatiana Maslany did improv. Yeah, and so my first reaction was like, wait, does she, does she even do really kind of absurd comedy? And I also right. really hope that the show breaks the fourth wall. I hope she's talking to us all the time from like from well, John Burns' that, That's That's a requisite. It has to. Because like, I mean, she she's just so, I mean... Just, just kind of getting a peek into her her thought process as she's kind of going throughout her day is, is sort of one of the the, the, the most fun aspects of uh, She Hulk as a character. See, I think one, I think what they'll probably do to sort of distinguish her from from Deadpool is maybe do more of a self aware narration rather than have her directly address the camera and address the viewers, especially because if I remember correctly, the slot run didn't have a lot of the fourth wall breaking. Um, and it did at a, queue, at a few really crucial moments. Right. Like there were like three or four times to the best of my recollection. Um, I, I just wanted to briefly interject that. I hope it's actually, I would disagree, Michael. I hope uh, most respectfully, of course, I would hope that it's not that kind of Ally McBeal narration. I hope it's actually addressed directly to the viewer because she was really the first one to do that way before Deadpool. And she did it, she did it for a long time better. I mean, John Burns' run was hysterical. He had her walking across panels and ads and reaching from one panel to the other. If they could incorporate that into the credits <laughs> of, the, of a She-Hulk show, that would be awesome. See, I just wonder if, you know, those of us who are deep into comics know that she did it first, but now, now that Deadpool's made, you know, however many hundreds of millions of dollars and making that his gimmick, I think that there would be a concern that it would, you know, skew too similarly to him if it was done in a similar way. So it, it, it might make well, a... I, 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 
Well, well I, I just was going to say, I feel like it could be, um, it could maybe have like a different effect or something like almost you could maybe like pause in the middle of a scene or something like that and kind of have her like turn to the audience, hint, hint, wink, wink. But it's just, you, you know, you can, you can kind of play with the different actual uh, ways of executing that and not have it be precisely the same. Right. So, right. I mean, it, it, it right. And I, that's like, that, that's so crucial to her character. And I also don't want her to take a backseat to Deadpool. She was there first. She should get to talk. She should get to break the fourth wall as much as she wants. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not always who, who does the thing first. It's who, who does it on the bigger stage. And, you know, to be, it's hard to, it, people are aware, more people, I would say, are aware of Deadpool doing it than She-Hulk doing it. So at this point, you wouldn't want to kind of cut her legs off by having her appear to be copying Deadpool. And then, mm. so I, I, I hope, like I said, I hope that she's self-aware and I hope that there is some level of fourth wall breaking, but it's just got, just has to be executed in a way that's, it's, it's uh, unique to She-Hulk. Right. Um, you know, too similar to what, to what Ryan Reynolds was doing with his character. And, but I think, listen, I, I trust the people involved. I trust all, you know, I, I trust Tatiana from an acting perspective. And, you know, I think that, I think that Marvel's been really sharp so far and there's no reason to doubt, there's no reason to doubt the, the casting nor doubt the direction. Um, you know, yeah. The, and, and frankly, I think, I think they're aware, like, like, you know, not even just the show, but like, Tatiana Maslany herself is probably aware of um, kind of the other similar characters in that that you know that that uh, that sort of comedic space to try to be like you know I don't want to do the exact same thing for her to be you know having that history in um, doing comedy and stuff like that she kind of is aware of what they're doing but trying to set her own you know blaze her own trails so I think she'll accomplish that well. for sure. But, you know, I'm a huge She-Hulk fan. You know, she's one of the handful of superheroes who are also lawyers. So it's just, there's a soft spot for me for, in that respect. And, you know, and there's just something very compelling about uh, Jen's story that has always... I have... What's up? I was just... I was going to interject and say that one of the most important elements and one of the things that makes... Jennifer absolutely unique is that she actively cultivates joy. She purposefully cultivates joy in her life in a way that no other superhero does that I know of in the big three. Um, because she's had, because she comes from kind of a tragic background, rather than kind of remain dark and angsty, she really resisted that. She And she talks about in a lot of different issues from a lot of different authors about how she purposely cultivates joy. She loves being a superhero. She loves being She-Hulk. And I really hope that joyous element comes across in the comedy and the show. I hope it's like really fizzy and effervescent in that way. Mm -hmm. One soft spot that I've always had is is the concept of superhero law. So, oh yeah, we can get given that at this point uh, we've had Avengers as as sort of ongoing concerns in the MCU for at least a decade, if not maybe fifteen years. At this point, the the idea of there being a superhero law practice and, and us getting to see that play out 
in, in the She-Hulk show just feels, just feels perfect, perfectly timed. And the cameo opportunities. And it also, if they do the Living Tribunal route, if they do that story at some point, if this show gets more than one season, that just opens up all these different doorways into all these different parts of the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Now, I think that just might be you advocating for another character on your team, Annie. <laughs> the Living Tribunal. No, I'm, I'm literally being God like, okay, fair, fair, possibly. I honestly wasn't thinking of that. I was honestly thinking that even if they did it as kind of just like an absurdist, surreal episode at the very end of the series, it would be cool if there was like an after credit scene that ties into that. Right. So um, now comes the time when I get some things off my chest. I had actually had a lot of uh, discussions over the past couple of weeks about these castings, uh, in particular about this undercurrent of people who seem to want to be killjoys when it comes to uh, race-bent casting in particular. As you know, we are a race-bending, uh, race-bending friendly place here in the racial draft it's kind of our thing so you know i have a few harsh are you talking about somebody in particular i am not talking about a little, a little bit talking kind of. <laughs> are you sure i'm sure i'm sure there are <laughs> i mean because you can call you can call them out like i think that's only fair i mean not if he called if he called them out it would be like racists all over Twitter, there would be thousands of people he would have to call out. It's this really, it's this mood on Twitter. Go on, Michael. But actually, you know, the, the racists, the racists can go unaddressed. We already know that we're not, we're not into racists and what they stand for. I'm Absolutely. specifically about people who purport to be um, our people, who purport to, purport to care about diversity and purport to mm. care about uh, highlighting characters of color, specifically black characters, because I've seen a lot of black dudes uh, subscribe to this way of thinking. And I'm here to tell you that your way of thinking is wrong. Your way of thinking implies, or the implication of your way of thinking is that there is some sort of finite amount of black characters or characters of color that, you know, we only have a couple of slots and we have to make sure that the couple of slots that we have, the crumbs off the table, so to speak, um, can only come through a specific way. And if they don't come through a specific way, then everything else is suspect. Those people yes. are people who think that they are tied to, so there's a little bit of, um, there, sorry, there's a little bit of uh, gatekeeping involved because these, are, these tend to be people who are fans of the books and they are fans of these I'll just say it, these white characters, and they feel a sense that these white characters should stay white, but, but the way that they go about saying that the white characters should stay white is they use this straw man of, well, I just want to see the black characters or the other characters of color get their opportunities. But, but the point is, and this is a really... We're not talking about those characters. We're not talking about they're bringing Mr. Terrific to the DC Films universe and who should play him. We're talking about, they are naming these high profile characters, these well-known characters, these big characters, and they're, and they're opening up the casting. They're making the casting, you know, if not race blind, uh, race aware. 
and they're saying, you know what? In this situation, Hawkman can be black. And the thing that stops Hawkman from being black in the eyes of, of some of these fans is limited imagination. Limited imagination. This is a character that has roots in ancient Egypt, which is in Africa, thank you very much. This is a character that's been reincarnated multiple times in multiple species, under multiple worlds. And somehow these people feel like he has to be a white guy for, from now for, to time immemorial. And I'm sick of it. Yes, Amen. Can I just back here? Let me just back Mike up here and say absolutely. It's absolutely insane to me that they would not cast a black actor to play an ancient Egyptian pharaoh from exactly the time the Khufu was from the original, you know, the first Hawkman, the Hawkman yeah. Prime. Yeah. There's, it's, there's no way that it, it should not be a black actor. And I've seen, I've seen all over Twitter and social media the same strain of thought. Um, Michael and I follow, you know, a lot of the same people. We're aware of similar discussions. We all are, and it's it's just awful to me. Race bend everyone. It's way mm -hmm. overdue. Open yeah. up everything. Race bend everyone. Yeah. And, and, and we're more overdue for a reckoning. And, and more importantly, don't cut the nose off my pharaoh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, just, I, I feel like it, it's so, I mean, you can, you can easily kind of um, just dismiss these people as being trolls or whatever. But honestly, it, it comes from such a deep, ugly place that you feel like you have to preserve whiteness as though it's somehow being threatened or 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 somehow um adding melanin somehow you have to make sure you do it the certain right way or the right character and frankly if, if you're doing the math for anybody out there if you have a black hawk man that's that's not removing a character that exists mm -hmm. So we, we have like 90%, I would even go so far as to say 95% of characters in all of fiction, or, or maybe even 99%. I mean, we've been at this for, you know, dawn of Western civilization, we've been at this for centuries. And somehow you think that it's uh, the, the mere mention of us moving outside of our lane or moving outside of our place or, you know, going beyond what 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 they quote unquote they have told us we are allowed to do right. is, is somehow mm. threatening the white status quo. Right. Like we're beyond mm. that. We're past that and quite frankly I hope we take over. So I, I don't know what else to say beyond that. Well and I'm gonna jump in on what you were saying to piggyback on that point because to me it strikes me as like a fan form of respectability politics. Right. It's essentially right. that there's only one right way to have diversity. And that right way is without ruffling the feathers of white racists, of right. white people who feel threatened by white characters going away. And in order to, let's not scare Massa, you know, let's not scare yeah. these, these angry white fanboys by having some of their favorite characters get changed. And the truth is, when it's not like we're, you know, listen, we're doing a racial draft. We're going to get into it, right? But it's not like we're coming after your faves, you know? It's not like we're like Captain America's black. I mean, we're doing it on a racial draft, but we're not doing it in, in, in the comic book universes, and we're not doing it in your, 
in movie universes. We're taking characters that, for whatever reason, you know, are sort of right there in the middle. I mean, in the middle. Um, you know, they're, they have some fan followings, but they're not the biggest names in the industry. And we're thinking to us, and, you know, a lot of it is, is marketing. Listen, a lot of it is, if you have 20 white people in, in, a, in, a, in a screen together, it's hard to stand out. But if you, you know, maybe have only five white people, then all of those five white people are important. And then the other 15 can be someone else. Can be, exactly. Can, be some, can represent someone else. Because all these other groups of people are lacking in representation. All the right. people in yes. the world, and these other, or whether it's America or whether it's the worldwide, because this is, you know, Marvel and uh, comic book um, comic book movies and comic book uh, properties are, are marketing to a worldwide audience. And why wouldn't people want to see themselves? Now, what I will say about the Hawkman thing is that if people were saying that he should be uh, Egyptian, right? You no, know, exactly. were saying that he should be some sort of Middle Eastern. That, that's, that's Egyptian's kind of still black. I just want to put can that. I, out. Can that, I just interject? Of, can I just interject that as a Jew, it's absurd. Ancient Egyptians were black, differing shades of black and brown. Thank but you. They were black. We yeah. the noses have been cut off the statues. We all know. No, no let a black man play Hawkman because Khufu was black. Mm -hmm. and, and, and tell him, Annie. Tell him. Can I just say? I was just going to say about Captain America that we're, and I'm sure we're going to get into it later in the podcast, but with the Nick Fury series being announced, I want him to go back to the origin of the Super Soldier program, and I want to see Josiah X, Elijah. I want to see the original Captain Americas who were black. Yeah. So I'm of two minds on that. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, uh, if I could just uh, quickly uh, interject here, I just wanted to, it is, I don't know, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to me to even have to feel like I have to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because it's, it's kind of an ugly elephant in the room for me. So okay. j just like, just like you mentioned about Hawkman uh, criticizing as far as being Middle Eastern and, and whatnot, it's always the complaint about adding specifically black people, always. And, and, and it comes from this, this ugly historical notion of like white genocide. And it comes from this threat that all the blacks are coming to, to you know, do whatever to, to your women and your children and your, you know, ruin your property value. So I just feel like... Mm -hmm as much as they try to claim that they're so pro-black, it's, it's, it's literally the exact opposite of what they claim they're trying to do. And so I feel like I just, you know, I just had to get that off my chest. No, that's Thank you for sharing, Randy. This is a safe and, space. And also, can I just, again, point out that what does Middle Eastern even mean? There are black people all over the continent of Africa. There are tons of black people in the, quote, Middle East in... Exactly. Muslim, Arab, and you know, yeah, actually, Muslim minority countries. This, this, coming this coming from somebody been that's been in war and seen all the dead bodies that we've accumulated, um, one of the things that, like, you know, I even had to be, I had to open my eyes to, was the simple fact that, like, the bodies didn't look, didn't look like, you know, <laughs> didn't all look like it just had all different colors, pretty much. Yeah. But they were all there for the same reason, and they're all from the Middle East, so. 
No, but I'm just, just you know. I'm willing to acknowledge that when it comes to visibility in pop culture, that uh, Middle Eastern people, particularly in Western American pop culture, yeah, a lot of visibility. So if there were people from that background who were arguing for that kind of representation, right. they would, I would be sympathetic and I would want to listen to what they had to say. But, but it wasn't them. It wasn't them. It was often black men who felt like, and this is, listen, I, I said that I had a spicy take, and this is my spiciest take. Certain black characters have been underdeveloped. We just have to be honest. And they are popular because they are one of very few black characters. And there are a lot of black fans who want to see this a character who, no, sorry, there are a lot of black fans who feel like if, a, if there were more than that one black character, their favorite character might not be as popular. That's what it comes down to. That's how I see it. So they're thinking to themselves, oh no, when it's, it's, you, you, you see it in, in corporate, uh, this Highlander mentality, this, you can, there can only be one. And, and they're trying to make it so that there, there aren't more than one so that their characters don't get overlooked. Now, I will be the first one to say that there are many black characters who should get more, uh, who should get pushed more who should get exposure, who should have more books written about them. But what you don't want to do is pull down the opportunity for more representation in order to hopefully, in order to get in the hopes that your favorite black character is going to get exposure. And, and quite frankly, you should, you should be hoping to see your character get more development so that it doesn't threaten the status quo or whatever. Right. So, I mean, Obviously, it's a little bit different from the um it's a little bit different from the the bechtel test right to have like uh black characters interacting with other black characters right that's very rare it is very rare yeah to have black characters who have meaningful relationships with other black characters particularly yeah. we're talking about superhero characters so your idea that there should only be one actually undercuts the idea of these characters being fully formed and having real interactions. It is appalling to me that we actually haven't seen uh, in the Marvel Universe, uh, War Machine and uh, Sam Wilson have a meaningful scene together. As both military men, yeah. Both black men, both military men mm. with... Uh, with with friends who are who their best friends are friends and have conflict but but for some reason they are in the periphery and they never talk about that <laughs> that's crazy yes i i that's i was i've been thinking about that for a long time and i totally agree with michael i just you know one of the things that i wonder about with um you know with people like this that are so threatened i wonder why what is the what is the underlying fear what do they what are they afraid that they are not going to get what won't be nourishing about having more black characters absolutely interacting with each other and i've always wondered why weren't there more rody and sam scenes and michael hit the nail on the head and we know why i'm going to be sympathetic because i i if i if i take a step back and i think about um, you know, generationally, you know, people my age and people a little older have seen a lot of crap, 
You know, they've seen their, they've seen uh, characters of color, they've seen black characters treated horrifically. And I think that just like you see, just like the, you know, that's why I mentioned respectability politics, because in the same way that people who adhere to respectability politics are just afraid of some kind of backlash or afraid that, that, that there's a, a, a thing coming that's going to hold, that's going to hold our people back. I think that there's this notion that if they try to get too much, if they try to have these characters uh, fill up the space, that all of a sudden it'll all representation. That one day someone will flip a switch and say, no more, no more black characters. We're done, we got enough, you know? And, and I get that fear, but it's irrational fear. Like if you're a fan, if you're a fan of Jon Stewart, for instance, Jon Stewart would actually benefit from there being other black characters for him to interact with. They, it would, they, black creatives, black writers, black, black illustrators, black um, colorists would benefit from there being more black characters to illustrate, to, to write stories for, and to color. The fact that you know, every couple of months we have a controversy about Storm and how Storm is colored, the reason that these people can get those jobs is because there are so few opportunities that they get to actually draw and color black characters. So it's never thought of as a prerequisite for them having the job. You know, as much as I love Storm, Storm gets the benefit or the, both the benefit and the, um, the detriment of having to be every black woman uh, when it comes to, you know, the high level of Marvel, specifically mutants. And, yeah. and lighter skinned black woman, let's just point that out. But Storm- She's colored that way, but she's not. She's a dark skinned black woman. Exactly, that's exactly, that's what I'm saying. But in like, in like on TV, she's played by light skinned people. Yeah, and, 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 and again, if, if, you're a, if you're a black actress, I'm, I'm not upset that you as a black actress who happens to be light skinned wants to play Storm because who else are you going to play? <laughs> you know, like I, you were a fan of Storm too, but that's, to me, that's the point. The point is if there were more black characters, then everyone wouldn't want to just be Storm. <laughs> if there were, you know, if there would be, and maybe there would be more opportunities and less colorism, colorism directed towards black women in Hollywood. Yes. Yes. I mean, I would. I, I know that that's bigger than comics. But but if there were, if if the X Men tomorrow, if the X Men had three black women on the team, rest assured, it would be important to figure out the skin tones of those three black women. Do you think? Do you guys think it would be a crazy idea if like Mystique was black? Well, I mean. No, I mean, obviously, no. racially drafted her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, right, you guys better not have a problem. I see you, Mark. I see you. I didn't say shit. <laughs> so, so my, Just standing back, listening to everything. My fan casting uh, for, for Mystique for, the, for movies has actually been Tandy Newton. You know, I think Tandy Newton would make an amazing Mystique. In personality and acting, I agree. But why can't we have a dark-skinned black actress be Tandy Newton? Why can't we have mm -hmm. a darker-skinned actress? Um, yeah. I, I think Tandy Newton, in terms of 
personality and voice and composure and the way she comports herself would really be able to play Mystique beautifully though. But I would personally, I would like to see a woman in Hollywood play her who is, who is really dark, really black, because those women don't, those actresses just don't get those opportunities. That's true. I mean, the one, the one problem though with Mystique specifically is that, you know, she's in her resting form, you know, she's going to be blue. So there's already going to be a little bit of a, of a, um, of a cover up in that respect. And if, you know, if we're going to go through the trouble, quote unquote trouble of, you know, casting a dark skinned black woman, I'd like that black woman to actually represent herself. You know, I mean, one of the underrated things about Black Panther is that we, we had so many black women be black women, you know, powerful, uh, stately, respectable, and, you know, often, the, you know, and I, I mean respectable as, as characters that we respect, sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I hope, you know, there has been, there's been a lot of talk in, you know, about what's going to happen with the Black Panther franchise. And I hope that we don't forget about all the powerful women in the Black Panther franchise, even though Chadwick's no longer with us. You know, I think- Exactly, exactly. Um, to continue to stand out. Yep. You know, Lupita Nyong'o is an incredible actress and she's still, she's still being underrated. So mm-hmm. I hope that- I hope she, she has the opportunity. The, the fact that she's gone without as much work as she had is perpetually, sends me into rage blackouts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is a shame. Like I know a lot of people love, I know a lot of people would have loved her uh, to be Storm and, you know, that, that ship has sailed. But I hope that whatever they do with Nakia uh, going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, gives her, con- continues to give her the kind of exposure that some of these other studios should be ashamed that they're not giving Black actors. Black Panther made a billion dollars. Yeah. And I think that Marvel has started to learn their lesson that audiences are nourished by this kind of representation and hungry for it and will go pay to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll pay good money. And I think that Marvel more than DC understands this um, in terms of its live action television (laughs) and live action film. Can I just uh, interject quickly here? Sorry. Um, <laughs> when, when you when you mentioned DC, I kind of have to just chuckle, just you know, just to kind of avoid the rage fits. Because... Oh man, rage blackout! <laughs> I'm there with you. Let's let's rage blackout together. <laughs> rage blackout! Rage blackout! Rage blackout! Rage blackout. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so absurd to me. That, that they've had these black characters on the roster for nearly as long as, the, uh, as, as Marvel. And even though we have Black Panther, we still are like debating whether or not we can have, you know, not even when, but whether we can have a Vixen movie. Um, we, we just had a, a really hugely popular Iron Man movie and we're still trying to decide, oh gee golly, do we have do we have room for for a live action cyborg to go solo? Or, you know, just I mean, John Stewart, 
we, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. We already know cosmic stuff is hugely popular. So for me, it, it's just, it's so laughable and it's so absurd that they're still like pussyfooting around basically with this idea that, wow, we just had a Superman movie and we can't possibly uh, make room for steel. I mean, it's just so- Exactly. Taking their time and, and, and treating this with such a, a cynical lens. It, it makes me furious. Well, so I'm going to jump in with two points. As you all know, I am a uh, staunch advocate for steel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as are we all. Than, than, than cyborg for for instance um, but yeah i think that i think that steel is an easy sell easy character to render and it's a character that you know fills a niche that is his own yeah there, there's no yeah. reason especially given that dc already prematurely did their death of superman thing right the perfect yeah. opportunity to introduce us to steel as someone who's, who picked up the mantle when Superman was in his, however long it was that he was dead. Um, so that was just a huge missed opportunity. But one thing I want to jump in on, and um, you know, given that we were talking about Black Panther, I know this was a controversial position, but I'm going to continue to make it. If DC wanted to turn Thanagar into some kind of cosmic uh, utopia, Phil, Wakanda, space Wakanda. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> if they wanted to turn Thanagar into a space Wakanda, you know, with given all of the ancient Egyptian iconography and all of the ties between Thanagar and and ancient Egypt, there's there's a there's a pathway to kind of getting that kind of representation in a way that the comic writers just you know sort of drop the ball on. I I can, uh, going back again to that Jeff Johns Hawkman run um, and the writer who was on Hawkman right before Jeff Johns took over that book. um, Why not have the Thanagarian spaceship crash into ancient Egypt precisely because they saw a population that looked exactly like themselves? I am 1000% behind this. I love Thanagarian, Thanagar mythology, the whole mythos. Just like you said, make it space Wakanda, and we have to now use that hashtag with every racial draft podcast tweet. Well, so my idea, in fact, was that you know, given what we know about uh, Egypt being this sort of hub for trade, different uh, trade and education and knowledge, it was just a sort of uh, center of civilization at one point. That why couldn't? the Thanagarians and the Egyptians have intermingled. Right. Uh, you know, and had their, had their society be a society that spanned the cosmos. And then, and, you know, and, uh, Sorry, I also want to add on top of that, before anybody gets the wrong impression, that this is not um, calling for the, the idea that the Thanagar, like aliens informing the Egyptian people or like having them be like, you know, they, they weren't advanced until they learned from the aliens. This is more of like a, a cooperation between two uh, advanced races. That's what but, I was we, but we do know that, you know, the Egyptians did learn from aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you see, this, this would be on its head. This would be that, we, that the aliens and the Egyptians collaborated 
Right. Yeah, they like work together. Yeah. And the the only thing that the Thanagarians gave um, the original Hawkman, the first two, uh, Khufu and Shiera, were inth metal because the Thanagarian spaceship crashed and the Thanagarian pilot died in Khufu's arms. Um, So, and that's when he discovered the inth metal just by investigating the ship. That's the only technology, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. that Thanagar ever gave to ancient Egypt. So, you know, screw those ancient alien theories. I don't like that at all. We can say that. We're we're the only ones who can call it nth metal. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Wait, what? (laughs) I mean, no, I'm sorry. Actually, you can say the full name of the metal. Like, call it nth metal. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) You get it, right, Martin? You you get the joke. I get get it, Annie. Do you want me to explain it to you, Annie? (laughs) My face is bright tomato red, so I'll just talk to Kia after the podcast. (laughs) Going forward, forward, the the nth metal is Black Thanagar, you know. It's the it's it's our end with it with the with the heart, with the heart. <laughs> like, um, but anyhow no so so anyhow that that was a big part of what I needed to get off my chest a big vent um, because as you know we're all about race bending we're all about opening up our minds and being imaginative and thinking about what the possibilities are right because it's not all it's not some things are possible. Right. Yeah. Oh, good tie-in. Ooh. (laughs) I I mean, I just think that the world would be a better place if everybody was just multiracial. You know. (laughs) I mean. Right. Well, you know what? That's a good. That's a good opportunity to transition into multiracial dominance. Um, (laughs) That's what I'm. Oh my God! He has been destroying us. No, not. (laughs) He has been destroying us. So we're here. We're here to talk about the eight-week uh, season that we had of the Fantasy Comics League. Um, as you know, that that season wrapped up last week. Um, you know, in the week that we didn't have a show, I guess people were self-included. Was you know wanted to give us time to breathe before <laughs> from the overwhelming onslaught, <laughs> the eventuality of what it is. So, is everyone prepared first? to find out the, the week eight scores, and then to find out the overall scores. Yeah, lay it on. Yes. So week eight, bring up the rear with, oh, it's a top. Blowing <laughs> up the rear. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm not mature enough for that conversation. <laughs> with 13 points, tied for last place. In round eight, the who, who was the and the Polynesian delegation? Oh Lord! Thirteen. Oh points. no! Next up, with twenty-three points. Ooh, twenty-three. The Jewish delegation. Oh yes, <laughs> the dog. So we create your playground for you to play in, but then we don't get any points. Okay. 
Next I'll up. give you 30 of mine. No, Next I'm just going to remain bitter. Next up, <laughs> with 24 points. The Latinx delegation. Oh, well done. Martin. Martin's Martin like, let's double check Woo! that. See his face? He's like, let me check that again. I don't know about all that. Uh. <laughs> Next up, mm-hmm. with 28 points. The black delegation. What? what? How did that happen, Randy? Okay. Randy, Hold did you send him You send him that new headset? Are you, are you bribing him? <laughs> Next up, with 29 points, the white delegation. Next up, with 62 points. Mm-hmm. The multiracial delegation. Wait, you didn't say I was first. I, I don't. I'm, I'm confused right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually wow. agree. You need to tell Kia that she's first. Girls back each other up. Uh, wait, I'm, and, so, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and that leaves our eighth or, or week eight winner with 96 points. Who the fuck did that shit? Asian. The Asian delegation. That's what? damn Batman. All right, I, I'm not going to say anything because the ninjas will come for me. And I don't, yes. yeah. <laughs> However, now this is the important part the grand prize, the, the team with the totals for the season one. These are, these are official scores for season one. Can I get a drum roll, please? Last place, officially, last place, with 84 total points, the Polynesian delegation. (laughs) I I mean, oh, that's so sad. No, I dispute. I really want to see how the points are But those stories, though, those stories. Seventh, seventh place. Wait, time out real quick. You Mm -hmm. didn't, you didn't. Name the native team in your. Roll they were call. tied with uh, the Polynesians for yeah. the last. Oh, well, that was black team. I thought. No, no, no. No. Oh, god. Black damn. team beat the Latinx team. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I am wrong, and I am the worst co-host. All right, seventh place, grand total, with a grand total of one hundred and nine points. The Native American delegation. But hmm. well, Joaquin decided that he you know he was here for stories. He he wasn't here to really play. Like and, you know, <laughs> he, he would have won if you know he was the multiracial team coach. No, that's what he said. That's what he told me. That is that is that is his official position. <laughs> yes. That is his official position. I'm like he, yes, with my picks, yes, you probably would have. <laughs> the uh, sixth place, the grand total of 125 points. The Jewish delegation. How bad. many points? Okay. How many points? 125. Yeah, if you think I trust Sean to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't trust Sean. I think yeah. Sean was probably like, uh... You know, Jews are kind of white sometimes, or, you know, maybe I can give some of my points. Yeah, I would, I would double check that. Let's 
Yeah. What I would say is the most surprising result. Fifth place. <laughs> Fifth place. <laughs> with a grand total of 140 points. The Black Delegation. Yeah, yeah, actually, how did that really? happen? Like, really, honestly, how did that happen? Red Hood, probably. Uh, Red Hood, yeah. Red Hood yeah. is basically their second scorer. Their second highest scorer was Red Hood. Yeah. At 13 for Oh, wow. so they kind of came in. Oh, so without yeah, that uh, without that generous 13th round, they would have been at the bottom. They would have started from the bottom and stood there. <laughs> no, I still feel like Polynesian delegation wouldn't have, because they got zero points out of their, their 13th round pick. Did he, they get any from Namor or? Um... They got a total of five points from their first round. <laughs> how, how did the Jewish delegation do for that bonus 13 round? How did the Jewish delegation do? Uh, so Spider-Woman got you 15 points. Yeah. That was a good pick. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. So now we're on, the, in, we're on to the top half. The top half. Mm -hmm. Fourth place. Oh, I'm changing my five picks, by the way. Okay. So fourth place, grand total of 262 points. Mm. The white delegation. Their highest, their highest scorers. Boo, Sean, boo. Their highest scorers were The Flash and Barbara Gordon. Yeah. The two already white characters. That's right. Joker War and, and, um, and, and um, Death Metal. Yep. Yep. Probably more, probably more about a uh, finish line. Um, yeah, you know. uh, uh, speed metal. Or stomp uh, the yard. Yeah, speed metal. Have the same like, title. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, actually, well, once I tell you one, I'll tell you the other. Third place with 418 points in total. <laughs> The Latinx delegation. Good job, Martine. What was the really bad pick that S that S chose no. that you were like, oh, if, no. if it was the other way, we would have probably won. Which one was no. that? No. <laughs> now, now the Latinx delegation's MVP was uh, Superman with That's 125 points. Yeah. Uh huh. That makes sense. Sorry, 100. I said 127. 127 points in total, yes. That's pretty mm. good. Yeah. For a man. Second place. <laughs> second place with a grand total of 447 points, led by Batman yeah. and his 204 points. Mm. The mm. Asian delegation. Okay, I'll give it to him. You know what? I'm going to let him have it. You know, like, I'm gonna they, let need him have it. Yeah. they need a win. Yeah. What, Ki mm. what Kia said. But first place, the grand champion in the inaugural hold on, hold on, hold on, let the angels sing. With, <laughs> listen, okay, with six hundred and thirty-four points yeah. in total, Damn. led by their MVP, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. with one hundred and sixty-seven points. And and their second highest scorer with 101 points. That's right. They have two 100-point scorers. 
Oh gosh. Harley, Wonder Woman. Harley uh, Quinn. Oh, oh my God! My vagina and the power of the vagina. Yeah, I, I figured. I figured. Six hundred and thirty-four points for the multiracial delegation. Um, I just want to do a really short recap of this whole season. Wait, re- 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 um, really so quick. I just want to. Like... I just want to make one more point. Your third, your third scorer, with eighty points. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Your third, your your fourth scorer has eighty points. Your third scorer has eighty-four points. Oh gosh. Who's that? 84 points, if we remember, was uh, what the Polynesian entire team scored. (laughs) 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 So let's let's thank thank that uh, character. Is that that Captain uh, Marvel? So 84 points for Captain America, your number one one draft pick. And 80 points for Captain Marvel, your number five, your fifth round draft pick. Your yeah. fifth round oh, and your sixth round scored 80 and 101 points respectively. That is what that we call good. savvy drafting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She told us, she did tell us, she told us from the beginning, she told us what she was going to do, and then she did what she was going to, what she told us she was going to do. So, Mazel tov, Frankie. Thank, mazel thank, tov, you. thank yeah. you for, thank you for, like, you know, Telling the world that um, I did was I was going to reiterate, you know, to you know motivate people here on out. Like when you set your mind to something, really, really set your mind to it, and then you know, actions, actions speak louder than words, my friends. I mean, though I did call myself the front runner the whole time, and everybody laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me as I called myself the front runner. But, uh, thank, you, thank you for the Super Bowl speech. We all know you're going to Disney now. Yeah, like you know, I think I think I should get a racial draft ring. Like you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get um trying to get a what's his name to make a picture of all of my team with me hovering over it. Like I, I think that that is actually really good. And that'd be a great idea, and I'll post that you on know, my I've wall. Been thinking, I've been thinking we should have I've been thinking we should have racial draft T-shirts. But Kia, go on with your speech. Don't you have a lot of thank yous to do? Who yes. supported you throughout this season, girl? Oh my God! Well, first and foremost. The people that supported me <laughs> wasn't the initial captain of the multiracial team. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh. ACC Biggs. Oh. Yeah. Who's your daddy? <laughs> what? Yeah, that's right. I said it. I'll call you out. I ain't scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'll see you next next year. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I believe yeah, his. I believe his words were, "I would love to see how it how it plays out." Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you know on Twitter. Okay. And then Kia ran with it and left literally nothing but a road of flames and destruction behind her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I, I do want to say Annie really supported me. Mike really supported me. I have to give you props, Mike, the racial draft man, the one that guy that created it. You know, if it wasn't for Martine's little happy face, I wouldn't have been so motivated. You know, so thank you, Martine, <laughs> for your smiles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just he's like he just went out. He's like, "F this, I'm out." Um, <laughs> I want to thank Joaquin for making sure I stayed focused because, honestly, I don't know if he wasn't playing, maybe I wouldn't have been as focused. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> did this, you know, to show him how it's done. Since he's so lost on other things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
talk to and I could show him how it's done. Um, yeah, I want to thank, you know, the people that created every single player on my team. Um, I also just, yeah, I mean, thanks. Thank you, 2020, for giving me the time. So she would have people to defeat and step yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. And um Well, I yeah, wanna thank I think in a special wait, hold on. Um not the skin, but, um uh what's the one person on uh the Native American team starts with S May May No 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 May. not May. Oh, oh no, you're, no, you're talking uh, about the crow? The crow. The crow. There, yeah. I call, him, <laughs> I call him the scarecrow. Let's see. Oh, oh. my God, oh, oh, I call him the scarecrow. I was like, the scarecrow? Yeah, how many points? Scarecrow game. This one for you. That zero? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, though, this has been, like, amazing. You know, I I don't think anybody will ever beat that score. like ever but you know i just i hope that you know next season people really you know come to play you know really you set the bar high but we're not even done with season one yet but those (laughs) but but our friends our friends at the fantasy comics league uh have still come through because we there is still more competition to follow uh, up until as we lead up to season two, there are going to be, as you know, some of you guys know that aren't listeners, but behind the scenes, there are going to be head-to-head challenges for the next seven weeks. So look forward to these competitions. Uh, give me a second, guys. In week one, we will see the multiracial delegation take on your friend, Joaquin, and the Native American delegation. Oh. The Polynesian ooh, ooh. delegation, our friend Tomati, will take on the Asian poor, delegation. Poor Tomati. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, wait, you <laughs> said the Asian team is going to take on the Polynesian team? Oh, damn. Oh, Jewish, oh, boy. The Jewish delegation will be taking on Sean and the white delegation. Oh, that's going to be Why? easy, obviously. Why? Obviously, Annie's going to win. I, I and I'm filing an objection. <laughs> and the, <laughs> Why do I get stuck with the heel? Why? And the black <laughs> delegation will be taking on the Latinx delegation. Now, uh, one, well, one wrinkle for these competitions is that you have to set a starting lineup of only five characters. Starting five. Now, some of us, some of you, have already told me who your starting five are. Yep. But here's your opportunity live on the podcast for you to tell me who your five will be. And we're gonna Is it start okay? we're gonna start with you, Annie. Oh, so sorry, Don. I jumped the gun. Um, my starting five are going to be She Hulk, Moon Knight, Zatanna. Jean Grey, and Spider-Woman. Let me get that for posterity. She-Hulk. Moon Knight. Zatanna. Zatanna. Jean. 
Jean Grey. And Spider Woman. And Jessica Spider Drew. Woman. Jessica Drukovich. <laughs> <laughs> we need to chew up the podcast. That Yom is, Kippur is approaching. That is, will you atone for will your season long performance <laughs> <laughs> with a win over the white delegation? <laughs> oh my God. They are they are the chosen they are the chosen group. Ah. Listen, listen, listen. The white delegation has to atone to all of the rest of us. As far as oh, I don't think there. I don't think there are enough weeks. I don't think there are enough weeks for that kind there's, of atonement. There's not. There's there's not enough millennia. All right. So Martine, <laughs> who are who is your starting five? All right, so I finally was able to get into contact with us, and we agreed they are going to be Superman, Superman, Wolverine, mm -hmm. Sue Storm, Sue Storm, Doctor Strange, and, and Juan Constantino. Juan <laughs> Constantino. <laughs> That reminds me, how do you say Hellblazer on Espanol, Martin? Martin. Uh, Hellblazer? I don't know. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. I've never had to say that. Yeah, I was just wondering what the what like the equivalent Spanish term would be. Hellblazer del Fiero. Asian team pick. I haven't gotten their top five yet. But Kia. Um, who are well, your mean, guarantee one of them is going to be Batman. your five be? Well, I mean, shouldn't I go last considering I'm such a winner? I mean, I mean shouldn't I say it after everybody else is picked? I mean, you're the last on the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. Good one, Good one Mike. Good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is going to be so hard. I mean, I want to give you guys a chance. I mean, should I just pick like the people that uh, didn't make remember remember points. there's no you guys you're playing against uh joaquin and the native american delegation so i'm sure you want to oh, so i'm sure I, you want to so smash him so so in other words i could literally just be disrespectful and like say like the five lowest scores on my team and still win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't, I couldn't oh. be disrespectful and say that. i mean we call that the milton indeed Girl. you could <laughs> this is that is that is that is like a Klingon kind of disrespect. <laughs> Those are like botlet words. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't Milton Berle them. Don't don't Milton Berle. Are you sure? Um, yeah. Are, are you sure? I mean, because we could. Um, let's see. You know what? Definitely gonna have to go with. Um, <laughs> people want to say Scarecrow, but he's not on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll definitely go with Wonder Woman, obviously. Wonder Woman. I mean, she's done so much for me. Mm -hmm. I think it would be disrespectful not to put her on the All-Star team. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, you know what? I'm going to put a little little penis in there. You know, Captain America. Yep. Steve <laughs> is the man. Yep. Steve is the man. It's because all those steroids. That's why it's little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his super soldier 
Super Soldier didn't reach that part, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Everything got enhanced. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know you want it. You know you want her in there. Your secondary MVP. Cardi B, Hardy, Harley Quinn, yes. Harley. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want her in there. Um, hmm. Hmm. The other captain, I'm sure. Well, yeah, Cap Captain Marvel, obviously. Is that four? Mm -hmm. That's four. And who is your five? You know what? Didn't Magneto give me some really good points? Mm, actually, no? he's one of your lower scorers. Do you want me to? Do you want me to, to go down the list of? Yeah, because okay. yeah, yeah. So this here here. All right. So you had Wonder Woman, then you had Harley, then you had Cap, then you had Captain Marvel, then you had Catwoman, then mm. Cable, then oh sorry before before yeah. Cable, then Hal Jordan, then Cyclops, then Magneto, then Deadpool, then Mr. Sinister, then Black Widow, and your lowest scorer, sadly, was Mystique. That hurts me a little. <laughs> she was I like, think it hurts all of us. She's such an awesome character. Yeah, it's for real. Um, but since we're going as a Native American team, hmm, and to kind of like combat his whole like, oh, I'm a man and I smash. <clears throat> Let's go with, you know what? Let's go with Cable. Cable, interesting. All right. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna destroy us all anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter what she does; she's still gonna prevail. Well, listen, these are head-to-head -head challenges, so you only have to beat the person, the, only, the team that's in front of you. Weird and remember, problem. each week, you guys get to set a different starting five. So, I mean, you can, you know, you can pick the same five if you want, but you can switch it up if you want. It's going to get spicy on this podcast. So, so can we get a little trash talk? More? Can we get a little more trash talk in there? <laughs> uh, Randy, I know you're not the captain of the Black Delegation, but, you know, if you'd like to stand in for the Black Delegation. Um, Randy's like, I want no parts. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I, I feel like what exactly can we trash talk about? We're not... Yeah. I mean, they didn't... The Black Delegation did not finish last place, and we spent a lot right. of time... Trashing their draft picks. Yeah, we spent a I lot mean, of time. I mean, yes, this. I mean, yes. The hail mary, the hail mary round did help them tremendously. But well, that, that I feel like we're um we're not doing as bad as we could. Yeah, I mean, and, their last pick and their and their uh, bonus pick mm -hmm. uh, were the bulk of their scoring. Right. <laughs> so. Right. So I mean, I feel like they they. I, I am hoping that <laughs> their their five for for the upcoming is is uh, strategically uh, better than some of their previous choices. 
So you're saying that they're not going to put their team uh, with Goku on it? Or is that what you're saying? <laughs> 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 I just thought it was coming. Oh. I just, I, I really, I really, um, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'll put it that way. What I'm about rooting. Dazzler? Didn't you guys also? Dazzler as well? Oh, Dazzler and Domino. Who I, yeah. Domino. And Domino. I yeah, how, how many points did Domino and Dazzler get? So Dazzler gave them nine points, which, which, as you know, is more than Namor got for the Polynesian. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> mm. but, but Dazzler, sadly, only got them one point. Well, well, I, I am curious though. What, what, who are the five that they chose? They haven't given me their five yet. Okay. Well, well, can I, can I suggest? Who I you should yeah, definitely you should. make suggestions. I know okay. three. I know who three of my five suggestions would be. Go, okay, well, 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 my, uh, my before we do that, gentle, gentle people, I mm. must say goodbye as I must prepare for Yom Kippur. So, okay. uh, thank you. Annie. It was always it's a, it was a pleasure, Annie. Yes, Annie, love you. Oh, I love you guys all, and of <laughs> course for for any of our Jewish listeners, may you have a sweet and easy next year and be sealed and written into the book of life in the most loving and nourishing way. And I will be on next week to definitely trash talk. Yeah. And for, and for our Jewish listeners, you know, reach out, say, Hey, and you know, yes. join, and join our community and join the delegation. Exactly. Come talk to us on Twitter. Come talk to us. Anyway. Bye guys. All right. Bye. 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 So, Randy, who would you like to see the Black delegation uh, pick for their starting five? Okay, so um, I'm I'm not really a huge fan of villains, but I do realize their their uh, their power and their impact in terms of uh, the, the crossing over into multiple different titles. So, I would go with Doom, um, <clears throat> the Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker, mm-hmm. as you know, is there was their highest score. Um, I would really? also, I, I would also go with Reverse Flash. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? I I might be wary of going with Reverse Flash, because his event just ended. Yeah, that's true. You know, they it just hit its conclusion, so it might not that might not be the right right approach because. He he did get his ass handed to him by uh <laughs> by the Flash last week. At, at the same time, I'm kind of working with a limited pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Dazzler always has he, uh, will always be on the come up, right? So, That's so, true. So, That's true. Galactus has also been brutally murdered. Right. Um, so, so so relatively yeah, speaking, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Joker, Doom. Um, verse flash, and as much as I, w- I want to say Thanos and Hella, I don't forget, might... don't forget Jason Todd, my friend. I'm trying to think where where did I even see the last? Uh, I'm, I'm actually on the blog right now. I was trying to see what what the other. Uh... Oh yeah, the 13th round choices. I don't think uh, are there yet. Okay, so 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 Jason that... Todd was their 13th round pick. 13th. Okay, so instead, I'll say, I guess, Thanos and then Jason Todd. So that would be my, my I guess, that's five, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So just 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 to make sure, you would hope that they would pick Joker, Thanos, Doom, Reverse Flash, and Jason Todd. Correct. That makes sense. I mean, Thanos when he shows up, business typically picks up. Um, reverse Flash, time travel shenanigans. Maybe he'll he'll still he'll still do something. But yeah. again. It really seemed kind of definitive if you if you've been reading the flash really seems like he might be gone for a little bit yeah it, it um, was a, uh, I, I actually i don't even usually read uh flash titles yet like i haven't gotten yet into flash but i read speed metal i was like oh yeah this is <laughs> this is definitely a, a defining point for him so. and uh but yeah jason todd's all over the jason todd is 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 out there he's doing his thing and, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know if you had an opportunity to look at which books are coming out this week, but Three Jokers is coming out this week, which uh -huh. means three opportunities for the Joker to score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to mention Jason Todd is highly, heavily featured in that. Uh -huh. So I don't know. I mean, I, a part of me wants to wants to believe in Domino. Part of me wants to believe that. I mean, if, if if it was up to me, Domino would be like, especially given like after in the wake of um, Deadpool coming out and, and uh, you know, X-Force and Krakoa being a thing, I would just have her be more prominent, but the fates have been cruel in that aspect. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, the, the season speaks for itself. <clears throat> Domino has been disappointing. But I just yeah. think that if we're just thinking about week to week, if we're just thinking about this week, this coming week i think yep. that there's a better shot at domino showing up let me i don't have let me see what if it, you know let me look at which books are supposed to be coming out this week because i think that will help mm -hmm. people decide and sorry listeners if this is a little bit boring for you this is a strategy for those people who want to uh follow the fantasy comics league our friends at fantasy just... comics league it's a strategy that the multiracial team went with pretty much the whole time while picking. <laughs> yeah, like what books would be coming out. I was like, hey, what books do you think will be coming out? That's oh, true. I should probably put them on my team. <laughs> oh, I... for points. That was that was a good strategy. <laughs> so Martine is like, yes, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> so FYI, these are the books that are due to come out this week. Uh, from the from the big two, Marvel and DC, Wonder Woman, <laughs> Justice League, <clears throat> Batman Three Jokers, Avengers, Fantastic Four, Red Hood Outlaw, mm. Batman Superman Annual, X Factor, Savage Avengers, Dark Knight Death Metal Multiverse's End. Ooh. <clears throat> Batman, Joker Warzone. Strange Academy, John Constantine Hellblazer, Legion of Superheroes, Immortal Hulk, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, ah, <laughs> Marvels, Shang-Chi number one. <laughs> Remember Shang-Chi? <laughs> Remember when he was a guy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier number three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think that gives us some insight into what we might see from some of these other teams. But given that, Randy, what do you think? What characters do you think you could see show up? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost feel like I, I want to stick with the same characters just because, like, as much as I like the lineup that was, you know, the the, the inclusion of Dazzler and Domino and all of them, I am not confident that they'll <laughs> have um, appearances. So I, I just, I, I feel like the five that I told are like, you know, strategically uh, still not great, but mm-hmm. relatively speaking, I, I I couldn't really go much worse. Yeah, it really is disappointing mm. that uh, the black delegation didn't make one of the defensive picks that everybody wanted them to take, which would have been uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Although, Wakanda Gate continues. <laughs> March, don't we haven't forgotten Wakanda Gate in light of recent events. How do actually, you... was Wakanda Gate where we're trying to figure out whether they're going to bring Killmonger back? No, Wakanda Gate was, uh, you might not have been here for this, uh, mm-hmm. in light of Chadwick Boseman's passing, there was yeah. a groundswell of people who felt that might be a good gesture for Latinx delegation to give him back, <laughs> give Black Panther back. Mm-hmm. To black people, mm-hmm. and uh, Martin 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 wanted. Uh, <laughs> he was he 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 felt he felt like he needed to to think about it. Oh yeah, what'd you come up with, Martin? The controversy, nah. which we which we named <laughs> Wakanda Gate. Um, so have you decided, Martin? Have have you know what you? Mm-hmm. Let's tell black people. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Tell black people why you're not people, why, 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 why black people are holding on to part of our legacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this is the time to ask. S. Where's S? <laughs> uh, we can't. Uh, it can't just be a straight out giveaway. It would have to be like a trade or something, you know. Oh, 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 wow. Do you hear him? Oh, we just lost somebody. I, We're in grieving, and he's over here trying to trade. He's trying I mean, to take advantage of our grief. Here's the, oh, here's the thing, Martin. Like, here's the thing, Martin. Do you really want to trade with the black delegation? Or would you rather have the opportunity to get a um, some kind of compensatory compensatory pick? for your for your trouble i mean if if you do give us the black panther that would allow us to remove one disadvantaged pick but also no. would allow to pick a whole brand new pick yeah that's what i'm saying a compensatory pick for the latinx delegation mm-hmm. sounds interesting it does sound interesting but i just want to point, really point out though that martin like while we are in grieving He's over here. Well, <laughs> we're gonna need to trade, you know. Well, I didn't mm. know that the other option was on the table. 
I didn't know. Oh, so as long. Of... So wait. So rather than do a good deed while somebody <laughs> is grieving, you want to do want to. The world is a cruel, cruel place. He yeah. wants. I understand. Obviously, he wants they to drive. Black he wants to drive the hard bargain for the black mm. penta. <laughs> has been stripped away from the black delegation. <laughs> so that's, that's uh I'd have to get back to you on that. Oh, uh, you had like a couple weeks of Wakanda Gate continues. <laughs> I, I can't do this stuff on my own. That's the thing. Hashtag Wakanda Gate. <laughs> what's your what's your Twitter handle, Martine? <laughs> yeah. Mm. But on that note, guys, I I mean I think that we're we've come to to the closing. Part oh, of the oh wait, show. wait, oh wait, I, I wait. Hold on. Does anybody want to ask me? you know, like how to win or, you know, how it feels to win or like, you know, what winning, <laughs> what could happen for you maybe next round if I don't, you know, play or whatever the case may be. Like anybody? Uh, no, I do have another question though. Yes. Uh, uh, our challenge of our Kyle Rayner, Hal Jordan, what happened to that? Ooh. Like you haven't responded to that at all. That's non-response. Non-response oh is a. Uh... Oh. It, it was. I was so. I'm so sorry. Honestly, like, I was too busy winning and um, <laughs> signing autographs. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it was like you know, it was like one of those like fan like fan letters, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll get to it, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I feel I like like Eminem and Stan. You know, you you don't. You don't get far by not writing your fans back. And <laughs> well, damn, that was Stan. <laughs> so... Martin, don't don't pull a stand on me. Like, God damn, I just got your letter. Gosh. As per <laughs> As per the rules of the challenge, not responding after after the full challenge was at, was issued. The why they would win. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, by default, by default, Kyle Rayner had, had is the victor. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? They needed a win. But <laughs> but that doesn't mean that there isn't room for an additional challenge. If you would like to uh, put forth a challenge, either of you as captains, on behalf of your delegation. Martina, I mean, you want to play? You want to? You don't have to challenge. You don't have to challenge each other. You can challenge. You can put. You can call out someone else if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think you probably are a little afraid. Hmm? Please don't. The black delegation have mercy. I don't no. know. The black delegation might actually uh, win some of these. Actually, challenges. I, I actually have a challenge. <laughs> oh. Wonder Wonder Woman versus Joker. Oh. Oh. I'm that gift oh, right now. So, so, so you're <laughs> and, and do the thing that I asked you not to do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wonder Woman has issued, has called out, multiracial Wonder Woman has called out Black Joker. Mm. Wow. My, my, I like my it. speaking up was probably not the wisest decision. Um, I want to preemptively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that, but you triggered I, me. I, I, I would like to preemptively <laughs> apologize. Um, 
Possibly don't come after me. <laughs> I'll be like, thanks to Randy. What's your, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Multiracial Joker has called out. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Multiracial. Right, multiracial Wonder Woman has called out Black Joker. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Do you have a challenge? And this is for Harley. Just saying. This is for my girl Harley. <laughs> She's gonna watch. Let's see. Who from the black delegation do we want to challenge? Oh, you're. We're just no, arguing. Just Wait a second. You can't argue <laughs> after Wakanda Gate. He is a top man. Goddamn. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get them while they're down. Get them while they're down, Martin. No, I'm kidding. I think honestly, if if I had to make another challenge right now, it's a battle for Atlantis. Ooh, finally! <laughs> Wait, what about the what about the classic the Asgardian tag team showdown? Oh yeah, that too. But maybe not this time around. Just for right now. Yeah. The battle Good. for Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, Aquaman shit. has called out Namor. Classic. Oh, he, he's making this official, like, right now. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. People are, you know, people have their thoughts. And I'm sure you're going to do your research as to how how Aquaman can come out ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I think just by in points alone, like, does that count? No, no, this is... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Listen, th- now we're, we're on, we're in a, we're in Tomati's wheelhouse. This is story mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so, and and I can I just speak up for a second? And yes, I'm part of the black delegation, but but quite frankly, I have my own little separate Randy delegation, and uh, y'all y'all may uh, have uh, have some points on the board for Aquaman, but I am rooting for Namor the Submariner. So um, for for Tomati, I will issue the challenge. Bring it on! But you see. Here's here's why Namor probably won't win. There's not a blonde white woman in the balance. Oh Lord. You know, it would be a totally different be a totally different game if Mero was blonde. <laughs> but since she's not, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, so just, since you're here, since you're you're not uh, connected to any of the delegations, what what battle would you like to see, Randy, among among the draft picks? Hmm. Let me see. Let me look at the uh, the lineup here. <laughs> Namor versus the Crow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dang it! I don't even have the lineup thing right in my face. Gosh. I know. Gosh, gotta be on top of things, Randy. So, <laughs> you know, I, I will actually say that I wish that we could see an outright um, Hal versus Kyle, like because mm-hmm. Kyle is also in my delegation too, and I want him to win. Because he is. Because he's better. What are you exactly? Is he though? No. I mean, not according to DC Comics, but like there maybe that's according, a little yeah, and according to the rest of the world, I mean, right. So, nah. so I, I, I need on the generation. Some, I need some physical proof, some physical manifestation of Kyle as the superior GL. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he won. He won by default. But uh, I don't think it was because they're scared. I think it was more like you know, mm, it's embarrassing to lose twice. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like that's okay. that's the heart that they that he had, and he's just like, you know what? Let's give it to him. You know what I'd like to see though, since I'm since I'm you know just just an observer. Mm-hmm. Blue Marvel versus Reed Richards. Yeah. Ooh. Both of them are black now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> mm. Another one. <clears throat> Supergirl. Jewish Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And Polynesian America Chavez. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you know, Tomati's going to have to assert some challenges, guys. Tomati has told us that he has some challenges on deck, but we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. We have stood from the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Tomati? Where it. you at? <laughs> but uh, we had a we had a blast today, guys. This was a fun show. If this I'm is your sure first, if this is your first time. We apologize for the audio issues, but um, you know, keep coming back. You know, let us keep know. Keep back. This is not. This is not a one night stand. Keep coming back. Right. This is not a one night stand. <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully we can be your podcast with benefits. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, Martine, do you have any uh, words, uh, final words for the people? Uh. Well, this was very fun to uh, be attacked as this, as I was. Bronze, bronze, bronze medal. I know. Yeah, during like like Latinx History Month, that we at least got something. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like in comic wise, we don't really got shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think Kyle's gonna end up dying on that uh that DC dead planet shit, and I oh, just want to see. Yeah, because, like, well, you know it's possible, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to introduce him, and then they're going to kill him off that same issue. And then just, like, introduce the Mexican, and then we're going to kill him off during oh, Latinx Heritage Month. Right. And right before Donald Trump election week or mm-hmm. a month or however long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go out on a high note. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah you, you bummed us out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, would you like to uh, bring us bring our spirits back up? Well, um, at least while the black delegation is suffering a bit, I will at least have my own separate delegation to enjoy the carnage. So, I mean, at least I'll kind of have a high note to go out on. Well, I would say that despite what's happening in the racial draft for the black delegation, the black delegation's winning when it comes to real life, real life delegation delegating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Hawkman and Space Wakanda, aka Thanagar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> and nth metal, it, it's all it's all black now. So uh, 
I, I'm, I'm, we, we had a fun week. And again, Kang the Conqueror. So we have a black, black future. Our, you know, I think th- th- our future is bright. Well, dark. Well, he's kind of dark, actually. Well, <laughs> fair, fair, fair point. It's dark future. <laughs> the darkest. <laughs> and um, Kia. Yeah, well, I actually I have a mashup for everybody. Oh, um, good, good. From one of my favorite songs on the planet mm-hmm. as of right now that I listen to every morning when I wake up. <clears throat> yeah, y'all ready for this? Yeah, it's just like a little bit here and there from the song, but you know, some of my favorite lines in the song. But all right, <laughs> here mm-hmm. we go. Because you know, I'm multiracial and I can rap now all of a sudden. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, okay. I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. I don't know nobody else is doing this. Body stopped to drop. I hit the flow. <laughs> <laughs> now they want to know me since I hit the top. Hey. Oh, um, and um, <clears throat> um, I just want to also say that uh, I'm light skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, winning is nonstop. Why well, shit don't ever stop? <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's me. Yeah. All right. I did make a promise, and I, this is now going to be me satisfying that promise. <laughs> Until next time. All things are possible. Oh, shit! <laughs> Welcome back to the Racial Drive Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford, and I am joined by my co-host, Kia. Kia, say what's up to the people. Hey, guys. What's up? And we're also joined by a special guest, uh, Randy. Uh, Randy, do you have a nickname? Do you have a thing that like you want the people to know you as? Randy is handy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm good with just Randy. I'm I'm not I'm not too fancy. I, I'll just. I mean, you have you have a ton of aliases on Twitter. I felt like you could just run them off like Khaleesi, you know. Like all your various. You're a mother. Well, when when I first started coming up with like my my Twitter uh, nicknames and stuff like that, I was like, um, I, I really like Quicksilver. So I was like, okay, instead of Pietro Maximoff, I'm gonna be Pietro Blacksimoff. Right, right. And so after that, it just became a, a, a snowball effect of me just trying to come up with new clever names. So right. now I'm right now you're kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I'm very excited for the WandaVision show, and I was like, well, you know, you might as well go ahead and, and put some black on it, so Wakanda Vision. I got it. <laughs> well, you know, you, we, we, we'd love to have you as, as an official captain at some point for season two, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about it in the future. We'd love to get some black on that. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I feel like the black delegation you know, can take all the help it can get. No shade, but shade. <laughs> oh, real quick, are we are we gonna be uh, going over um, the, the final the final score? Yeah, the final. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize to the people. Um, you know, we 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 were out last week. Um, I had some things that I had to put together, so I couldn't get everything together for the show. But you know, that's more of a behind the scenes thing. But we are back and we are raring to go. 
we've got a lot of cool things planned in the coming week. But, you know, format wise, um, we have also been joined by the one of the co-captains of the Latinx team, Martin, uh, Martin, sorry. Uh, There's his face. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, say what's up, people. What's up, people? Nice, nice, nice. So, uh, and wait, real quick, Mike, I just think mm-hmm. that you should be uh, honest with your audience and you should tell them the real reason why you weren't on last week was because you thought you looked bloated. Um, I, that was not the direction I took. <laughs> I and, just, you know, and, it's okay, and, though. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> it's a little so, vain, but okay. You know, I mean, we have rough times of the month and, you know, it's important, <laughs> it's important that when, you know, when you need a moment, you take a moment. That, that but, is true. Um, but yeah, you know, so listen, we're going to jump right into it because I have some things that I need to get off my chest. Uh, the first thing we should do is talk about the last couple of weeks have been pretty eventful as far as news is concerned. Um, one of the biggest stories of the, of the I I'm, don't know if you heard, Kia, but uh, your, your um, Black Widow movie, uh, Black Widow, no, no, notably drafted by the multiracial delegation, that movie has been pushed back to May 2021. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, you know, coronavirus <laughs> has, has messed up a lot of things and it continues to mess up our movie movie calendar. But I feel like anything with black in it shouldn't be pushed back in 2020, you know? Well, I mean, if we think about we're, everything... We're constantly we're, getting pushed back. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's what we're keeping. We're constantly pushed back. Exactly. Yeah. You know, black... You just put black in, the, in, in, in movie titles... And you're you're screwing yourself over, basically. Um, <laughs> they probably thought it was like a black person playing it. They're like, "Oh, we can push this back." Oh, wait, goddamn! <laughs> All widows matter. All widows matter. <laughs> That's right. Um, also, we had a bit of casting news. Um, Kia, have you been watching Lovecraft Country on HBO? Yes, actually, I watched two episodes today. Cool. I, and I, I watched. Am in love. Over the weekend, so the the guy who plays Atticus on uh, Lovecraft Country was recently cast uh, for a Marvel movie. He's going to be playing yes. Kang, Kang the Conqueror in um, in the upcoming Ant Man three movie. So that set people ablaze um, with enthusiasm um, because obviously because he's blackity black black. He is exactly yeah. he is a, a black man, and you know he's from the future, so. There's black people in the future, uh, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, is that news the plan for the, the newsflash? There are black people in the future, you know. So, uh, so yes, so Kang the Conqueror, he is also a conqueror who is black. So, you know, fear of a black planet, somewhat, I guess, is what's happening with um, Jonathan Majors. So yeah, but can we can we hold for just a second? I just want to introduce the captain of the Jewish team, boom, 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 Eddie. Hey, Annie. Hi. Hey, Annie. Hey, guys! It's Fangirl Smash, aka Annie, on those rough and tumble Twitter streets, representing the Jewish delegation, co-captain of the Jewish delegation. I guess captain for today, and I'm sporting my uh, my. Uh, Heat exhaustion face. <laughs> well, well, it's sure damn good. We're just oh, hey, reminder that Yom Kippur starts tonight at sundown. So if it starts getting dark while I'm on with you guys, I'll have to get off. 
Well, mm-hmm. speaking of getting dark, we were talking about Kang. Yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> the recent uh, casting news over the past couple of weeks, uh, the big stories. Um, one of them was Kang the Conqueror being cast as Jonathan Majors. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Can I talk about how much I love Kang the Conqueror? Go for it. I am so excited. And of course, as everybody else noted on Twitter, who is at all perspicacious and taking, and taking notice of these things, that that means that the first family of Marvel, Reed Richards, is probably going to be black, which that, I'm really thrilled about. And you know, that, Kang is his is, ancestor. That has led to a lot of conversation. And it will also lead to some continuing conversation. Because speaking of movies, speaking of black news, the Black Adam movie had some more casting news for us this, this past week as Hawkman was cast. Uh, Kia, are you familiar with the actor Aldous Hodge? No, but should I Google? You should Google. Yes. You yes. should Google. Yes. Hi, from let's a ladies' your, perspective. Let's get, your, yeah, let's get your reaction in real time. Google Aldous Hodge. <laughs> A-L-D-I-S-H-O-G-E. So you guys remember that Hawkman is in my top five favorite characters of all time and that I was probably for 10 years there outside of an official writer at DC Comics, the one person that was able to explain Hawk continuity so that anyone could understand in under 30 seconds. Wow. And I am Carter Hall's biggest fan, Carter and Kendra. Um, And so the fact that we have Hawkman um, coming into a major DC film is like, has my heart fluttering. I'm so excited. So are you, so are you more of a Kendra than a Shayera fan? Is this what we're we're finding out? I love them both. Um, I love the original Khufu and Shayera from ancient Egypt, then repeatedly reincarnated over Mm -hmm. the centuries and thousands of years, who then became Carter Hall and Shaira Hall, who was then, Shaira was killed in the Zero Hour incident. Actually, they both were. Um, and then when Jeff Johns rebooted Hawkman, I want to say, I think in the early to mid, like 2003, 2004-ish, 2005, he fixed all that continuity, and, but bizarrely introduced Kendra as someone who was carrying Shaira's soul. Interesting. Who, who did not have her own soul. I'm sorry, we're getting off track. I'm happy to explain Hawk continuity, um, but it is really bizarre. So I love Shaira, I love Carter, and I love Kendra. So, so Kia, did you, did you get your Aldous Hodge? Uh... Yes, yes, I did. I mean, I'd go on a date with him. <laughs> you know what? I would, it wouldn't be that bad. Uh, I, could, I could look at his face. He's not too shabby. I think I've seen him in other things. Like, I know I have, but, like, yeah. nothing so, comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's been on shows such as Leverage. Um, he was, oh, that's what it is, Leverage. Oh, he was a geeky. Okay, yes. Yes, that's where. Okay. I was like, I know that face. Why is Kia being asked to Google him and I'm not? Don't I get to Google Aldous Hodges and, and feast my eyes? Yes, please. The other thing I'll say is that um, I know he's already buff, Aldous, but he's going to have to get to the gym because Carter Hall is a monster. Yes. I mean, he is brute strength. <laughs> like, he well, is big. Well, hopefully he um, hires a, a Kaye. 
um, Corey Kaye, just saying, you know, hey, what's up, Corey? Just in case you ever listen to this, what's up? How you doing? Um, (laughs) Is your friend listening to the show? Huh? Is your friend listening to the show? Would you Uh, have a dedication? No, no, Corey Kaye is a a trainer for um, the for the stars. He's the one that got um, Killmonger in good shape. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm man. just saying, like, you could hire him, too, and I'm just, just throwing it out there and saying, well, hey, what's up? Hulk process. tend to spend <laughs> a lot of time shirtless or semi-shirtless, so I'm, you know, I'm sure, especially given that he's going to be sharing screen time with The Rock, he's going to want to be, uh, he's going to want to have that upper body situation squared away, so I agree. But, uh, let's see, guys... Did I miss a, a casting story? I feel like there was one more. There was one more. Big you know one. what? I can barely hear you, Michael. 